0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
1: This hour of Hook'Em Up with Ian Rodby is brought to you by Viking Fence. When you think fences, think Viking Fence. You're listening to KTAEAM, Elgin, K270CO, Round Rock, Texas, Sports, The Horn. The Horn. Guests on The Horn appear courtesy of the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Vaqueros now delivers and offers curbside pickup. For info on placing your lunch or dinner order, visit vaqueroscafe.com. Okay, we're all in take five. Hook'em up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on the Horn.
2: We're doing some due diligence on this punt, pass, and kick competition. The tie and uh, Casey Stutter to compete head-to-head in. Somebody says you do punt, pass, kick, and slam a beer. I think oh, I think that needs to be added. I think a chug needs to be included here because this normally PP and K is for kids. This is for grown adults, a grown men. We can chug a Bud Light after that, right? Or Damn right. Beer of your choosing. So it says here that uh, so you will line up like a, a tape, a line, and so you're going to throw the ball for distance, the football, distance and accuracy. So let's say you throw it forty yards. You then will subtract any number of yards off the tape. So if you throw it 50 yards, Ty, but you're 20 yards offline, you get a net score of 30, right? Because you would subtract the 20 feet offline. Now, if you land on the tape, you get a score of 50. You know what I'm saying? Because you want to be be long and straight. Yeah. Uh, The punt is just for distance, but we're going to have to put a parameter on that. You got to keep it within the field of play. You can't punt it out of bounds, right? Game to shank, it. <laughs> just and shank then, it. And then we'll what, kick an extra point in a 30, 30 yard field goal?
3: Yeah. I, I want to do the beer, the beer chug as well, but that, we can't do that at high school.
2: We can do it after the parking lot here. <laughs> That's that could be our last event. Chugging beers in for, the parking this lot. Is all for, yeah. This is all for digital content. So I love we, it. we can edit that together. That's true. <laughs> we condensed that, that together.
0: He's right about
1: this. Make it a
2: short. And so, and I think Rod, if if, if Ty and you are agreeable to this, and Casey, you each, you get three tries at each, and you take your best one of each. Okay. So if your first one's your best one, but you do two others and uh, not as good, you get I to like keep that. your first one.
0: Yeah, it's like your forty times. Yeah. At the combine, it's like I'll keep my fast time.
2: That makes sense. And you get so you I get like three this. throws, you yeah. get three kicks, and then you get three punts. Money. And you add up the total. That's what they do in the PP&K, you How pu- are the kicks? Well, you guys can decide on that. I mean, it could be a 25-yard field goal. It could be a 30-yard, whatever what you What if want. none of us make the kick? Then nobody gets nobody points. Nobody gets points, yeah. It's
3: total points. So there's a point for each event?
2: No, like so, like, like, I said, the throwing competition would be the distance m- minus how accurate or inaccurate it is. So there'll be mm-hmm. five total points to be had. Four. Three. Three. You'll, th- you'll have one pass. You'll have one point, You'll have one kick. And the beer. And then the beer, that's Four. But at pass accuracy and distance. No, that's no, one. That's one number. That's one number. That's one number, right? Uh, it, 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 it. So who's scoring it? Cause he, there he could might be scoring. Because I'll be a tie, be know, a tie here, though. We'll break the tie. Somebody said you guys should chug, should chug a beer between each event.
3: Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that was. That was a good. That was the original idea. But like I said, yeah, you can't do it on campus. I, if we yeah. can find somewhere in the area that has a field goal post, that's not a high school. If anybody knows of anywhere. Let it's us definitely got to be
0: Austin. a park. It's definitely got to be a park somewhere that we that they have with one.
2: the field goal post. I would think so, it's for like little league stuff. This guy, these old dudes right? are pulling muscles after. <laughs> hey,
0: that's gonna be great content that we're here. Hey, we're, we're Ty's here doing for this for y'all. Ty's doing this because to entertain you guys, he's gonna out, go out there, might embarrass himself, and might even pull a muscle for you guys.
2: I think, I think, of I think Both of you can make a twenty-yard field goal if you're given three chances. I don't know. I don't know if I can.
0: I don't know. I don't think it's as easy as you think it is. Did you I mean, see
3: the video of Pat McAfee offering a uh, a student at Colorado during College Game Day last week twenty five thousand dollars if he can make a thirty three yard field goal? Did they do it? He missed. It was close. It was a yeah. close, and, was close? And, and the guy was like, "Yeah, I'd kicked in high school. I played soccer, all this stuff." And he was like, "Oh, okay, here we go. Try." Because he was like, he was basically proving the point, like, "Oh, everyone talks trash on kickers. Yep, but they do. Can you make a, the easiest field goal at thirty three yards? And no one ever can." So, I don't know. We'll see.
0: I like that.
2: I think you're right. DKR. Yeah, Someone says DKR, <laughs> Burger Center. It's making it a big deal, oh, baby. It's making it a big deal. That's good. All right. Well, uh, I, can't wait to, I, I can't wait to be a part of this, and I will help. So so you measure. Comedy? Yeah, I'll measure. Okay, cool. I'll, well, because someone's got to be the, the arbitrator of the process. To Very make true. Sure. I think E you should, you should, should be scoring it.
0: I think E should be scoring it. You guys want <laughs> to in a fight. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, you don't want to do that. you're definitely going to lose.
2: Well, then you'll Twice. lose. Then you'll
0: <laughs> lose. <laughs> <laughs so says I predict a broken toe. No, don't be predicting broken toes. Someone says field goal.
2: Bartholomew Park off Fifty First Street has a field.
0: Yeah, I know there are some like public parks we we're on just for the low league stuff. I've seen that before. So there you go. You might have to go to wherever that park is. Okay, Bartholomew Park. Mm-hmm. Research it. All right, we'll get that organized. So there's a park in Flugerville with a post close to Flugerville Lake. Oh yeah, see. Oh, yeah, now you got people excited. You got people show up randomly just to watch this competition. <laughs> Between Ty and Casey, they be like, who is this guy? Like, hey, I'm Melissa, man, I want to see this competition. Yeah. See, like, I want this be to make,
3: like all these challenges to eventually lead up to, like, a horn combine of sorts. I know we've floated that idea around for a few years, but that's true. You know, if, hey, we can, if we can get the people bought in.
0: I'm in decent shape. I can participate in some of the events, not everything. My, I had my wife Are we had using to sign this off on
2: right it. here. Do I need to get this football filled up a little more? It's got the the Bevo on. If you're That's, it's a switch. nice football, but yeah, we need to. It get is it. It's a good ball. It needs a little bit of air. I think though, we
3: got a, a pump here. So Patrick has a pump in his car. I'm pumping on. Nice. Actually, Patrick was telling me I didn't even know these were a thing. But the the basketballs that have a pump built into them.
0: This is a, that I did not know that was a thing. This is a thing.
3: I, yeah, it's wow. like more, uh, you pull it out. It's obviously probably not the highest quality of basketball, but still, <laughs> it's
0: probably just for some kids. Yes, yeah. yeah. No, he's wow. like, yeah,
3: I got one. Got in my car, ready to go. Patrick's always ready to hoop. If you didn't know that, yeah, about Patrick
0: him. is a big. Yeah, he, he wants to play. I think oh, he might go shoot hoops uh, on this goal him over here. a standard.
3: Dude. Go, go play horse. He, do that's, really? that's what he. Oh needs yeah, that's to the do, next basically. challenge. You and you and
0: oh, horse is a proper challenge. That is a proper challenge. We got to wait
3: till basketball. We're, we can we're, all we're doing more horse. F- football season centric challenges okay. at this at this point. All right. And when we were growing up, my brother and I didn't play horse; we
2: played Hogan because that was oh
0: horse. nice. Well done, there.
2: <laughs> I like that. Well done. All right. Let's get to the uh, headlines, trending topics, and start your eight o'clock hour. Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment bring you the news. And you have t minus three days now to the Longhorns' Big 12 conference opener at Baylor Saturday night be the first Longhorn matchup ever at McLean Stadium uh, in Waco. Of course, the previous four trips to Waco since that stadium has been open were day games. Texas won 80 of the previous 112 meetings between the I-35 rivals, but they haven't won in Waco since 2017. This will be the the Bears' fourth straight home game. They dropped two of the first three. Their starting quarterback, Blake Shapen, still out with a knee injury. So Sawyer Robertson will make his second career start for the Bears in this game. Uh, Mississippi State transfer through for 113 yards, and his first collegiate touchdown this past Saturday in the Bears' win over Long Island. Third-ranked Longhorns favored by more than two touchdowns, according to Vegas. Better coach Dee Sarkeesian very aware of the challenge.
3: We're going to go into Baylor here Saturday night on the road. It's been well documented that as of right now, the last time we're, we're, we're going to play Baylor, last time we're going to go there. And so we understand the environment we're walking into, and, and we can't be fearful of that. You know, we, we have to embrace it we gotta, we got to walk in there and, and be ourselves and play our brand of football.
2: Elsewhere in college football, suspended Michigan State football coach Mel Tucker responded yesterday to the school's notice that it intends to fire him for cause because of an allegation of sexual harassment. With a written statement he sent to ESPN, he claims other motives are at play and that there's been a bias against him throughout the process. By firing him for cause, Michigan State will avoid paying the 51-year-old nearly $80 million remaining on his contract. Major League Baseball... But the Texas Rangers, despite their uh, struggles of late, they've moved into the half game of the first place Houston Astros in the L.S. Josh Young back in their lineup, hit a big tie-breaking two-run single in the seventh last night to push Texas past Boston 6-4. Slumping Astros, meanwhile, lost again to Baltimore 9-5 on a minute Maid park Orioles left footer Austin Hayes hit two home runs at 4 RBI's for the AL East leaders. Astros are now under 500 for the season at home at 38 and 39. Seattle topped Oakland 7 to 2 so with 11 days to go in the regular season Houston leads the Rangers and Mariners by just a half game in the division. Also from baseball, Angel star Shohei Ohtani Underwent surgery on his right throwing elbow yesterday, a little less than a month after being diagnosed with that torn ligament. Two-way superstar expected to be healthy enough to be in the everyday lineup to start the 2024 season. Says he plans to return to pitching in 2025. 29-year-old only a few weeks away from being one of the most coveted free agents in baseball history.
1: Corn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. The heat's made us crazy. Get up to $100 off select steel backpack blowers and employee pricing on all zero-turn rowers in stock this month at Top Gun. TopGun.net. we will shoot you straight.
0: All right, Longhorns uh, getting ready for the uh, Baylor Bears, and you're predicting blowout here. Well, you're starting just, to feel, you to, find to feel the, more and more.
2: I'm trying to find the reason why it won't be. That's the because I mean I know. Well, and, just the only reason it
0: wouldn't be is because Texas will play to their competition. That's yeah, that's why. right. That's right. That's that's the only reason it would be relatively close. For I don't even know two and a half, three quarters. I think by the fourth quarter, Texas will pull Well, Somebody said, away.
2: that I got to go find this. Somebody said Dave Aranda said yesterday in a, in a comment that this is a championship roster that he has. No, he didn't. I'm like,
0: what? No, he didn't. did. He really? He's say got, that? I got to find that quote. If he's saying that. Then was he talking about Texas or are he talking uh, about his team? Because I, I think, yeah, maybe talking about Texas. That because, makes sense. Look, you, now that we, makes sense. We,
2: we've we've seen three games of Baylor now, and I don't see any semblance of a championship roster. They've they got beat by Texas State, an outright beat. They lost to Utah, mm-hmm. and then they they beat Long Island, and were not dominant in beating Long Island, and 0 and three Long Island teams. So. I'm just trying to find it cuz again if Texas plays to their standard or close to it I just think they're more than two touchdowns better than this this Baylor team but it is a road game in the Big 12 you know Dave Rand also said this week that he's been told all offseason if you just win one game if you just win one game this year this is the one this is the one you want to save your season you beat Texas yeah and that's going to be the mindset of every Big 12 opponent especially since a lot of them have
0: had an underwhelming, disappointing starts to the season. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if they can find a way to beat Texas, then, yeah, their, their, their fans will storm the field and all will be forgiven. Uh, the only thing that really that only worries me about this Baylor matchup, uh, I would say offensively, their offense versus Texas defense, I think Texas defense just has an opportunity p- pretty much to smother Baylor because Sawyer Robertson, just he's not a vertical threat down the field as a passer is the running game and they got some uh, Reese and Dominique Richardson you brought up earlier I mean those guys are in my opinion really quality running backs
2: that's the best part of their team
0: yeah they got some quality running backs and you know if uh, the young kid, what's his name? Whaley, uh, that uh, Wyoming Harrison had, Whaley. Yep. Yeah, who ended up being a decent player. I mean, he had, had a good game against Texas, but he broke that one run. I am worried about potential uh, breakdowns in the rush defense and gap integrity for Texas every now and then. Cause not, and not that they don't, they're not disruptive. I think the fact they are disruptive and they do penetrate, Baylor might use that against them in his own blocking run scheme. And yeah. may decide, oh, no, this is good. oh we can't block Byron Murphy and Devontae. So anyway, okay, well, our run plays are designed to just let them go up, sweep them upfield. they going to penetrate anyway. Let's just guide them where they want to go. And then you can run, the, run the, a lot of these zone-blocking run concepts around those guys. Yeah. And and some some coaches will design their run plays like that, where you're not necessarily trying to uh, you know double team at the point of attack and overwhelm that defensive line. That defensive lineman's is really good. They have a penetration scheme where they're trying to penetrate and disrupt in the backfield. All right, well, let them go upfield a little too far, and then you can pop that right behind them. So yeah. that's what that, that worries me just a little bit. It but, does,
2: yeah. And look, I, but, I like Jeff Grimes and the the offense he runs. Their offensive coordinator. Yeah, he's clever. Uh, and he does have some backs, and uh, they can they can disguise some things. That I just don't think you can coach around a bad quarterback. And, and you know I don't know Sawyer Robertson personally, but I know he's from Lubbock. But he's just he, if you watch him, he's just not very good. You know he he completes four of every ten passes. And he's thrown three picks and one touchdown. Um, he's he and I don't think they have dynamic receivers. You know it's one of those things where you can have good coaches. And I think Dave Aranda is a really good defensive mind, and I think uh, Jeff Grimes is good on offense. Is. But it's a player's game, Rod. You played the game. And the Longhorns have four, five, six guys playing at all Big 12, some at all American levels. I don't see anybody on that Baylor team playing to that level at any spot. No. And that's, that's where you know, players win. And, but, again, to your point, if, they, if Texas and Quinn Ewers play down to this team and give the ball away, the one thing you say about Quinn Ewers, he hasn't turned the football over. And he, if he yeah. doesn't turn the football over, I, I don't see a, a scenario where, where Texas loses this game. And, and the, 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 the quarterback for Baylor has shown that he will turn the football over. You know, three times in in, the... in crucial situations yes. against Utah in the fourth quarter, basically gave away that game. Yeah, I mean they... they were up 13-3, and he threw two fourth quarter picks that just that crushed the team. And look, that's going to be the style of game they want to play against Texas, right? They wanna to it was thirteen to three. They had held Utah to three points into the fourth quarter. That's the blueprint for them. But can they hold this Texas team with the explosivity they have to that number? Now Wyoming had it, had it at ten. Had a 10-10 into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But as I said earlier, I think I would pick Bay- Wyoming. After seeing both teams, I think I would pick Wyoming to beat Baylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I think they're they're more talented as a team right now. But, again, this, this could be a Baylor team that rises up and, you know. Inspired, you know, inspired, by, inspired playing by
0: playing Texas. Texas for the last time and who knows when.
2: And then you get uh, This is uh, – Dave Aranda did say his team's a championship roster. Okay, well then, if he believes that, then we'll see on Saturday. Wow, they have, well, not, they have you know not played what? to that, b- that level, yes. close to that level to this point.
0: But he's you know, listen. That's for his team. That's for his his guys. Right, his guys are probably feeling real bad about themselves. They're down on themselves, and he needs to infuse some confidence with this group. Um, so, but I, I do think you'll get you'll get a a kind of all in game plan from Baylor. I am expecting not only them to run the ball, try to choke the clock, and take a lot from that Wyoming game plan, I expect them to throw some tricks out there. There's some, what do you call them, trick plays, exotics, whatever. Non-traditional plays. I, they got nothing to lose, so I think they will try some of that versus Texas. And the reason that stuff may work versus Texas, Texas is a fast-flow defense. They're fast-flow to the football, which is good. All right, It's really good. That's why they make a lot of plays. It also means you can use it against them. Um, and with a lot with things like double passes or, you know, reverse pass. Texas does a lot of that kind of stuff, too. Or, you know, your double moves because they're so aggressive, you could use that against them. And I wouldn't doubt if you see some of that from Baylor just to take their shots. They got nothing to lose, which makes them dangerous. Makes them that makes them dangerous. really dangerous because they got mm-hmm. nothing to lose. Who cares how Baylor looks versus Texas because they've looked bad so far. They can, they can only look better by upsetting the apple cart, if you will.
2: Embrace the hate, Rod. Embrace the hate. That's what you got to do? Uh,
0: yeah, and the big and listen. Don't be upset by the officiate. Let's talk about this right now, okay? hunt <laughs> fans, you're probably not gonna get. The calls. <laughs> it's just not going to happen, not only because there's home cooking and you'll be playing on the road, but also because the Big 12 just don't like you anymore, okay? The Big 12 doesn't like you. And am I saying the referees have this you know, conspiracy theory and that they're plotting behind the scenes? I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it's not very likely that Texas is going to get any calls in their favor versus Baylor. Just be prepared for it. Get your mind ready for it. Don't let it ruin your day, all right? It's going to happen. They going, It's gonna be some crazy call. Hell, even in the Wyoming game, there was a crazy incident where they placed the football in the red zone on the eight yard line, I saw and, that. They, and the run and the at the quarterback was pushed out at like the eleven.
2: Yeah, totally. And they, I don't, the spot. I don't you
0: know how they did. Shout out to Horn Sports who made a video of it. I don't know how you screw up something that is so obvious, but just telling you it's gonna happen. All right, and Texas needs to win uh, by such Despite a margin. That. Yes, that that doesn't matter. All right. You win in spite of the officiating. Officiating doesn't matter. As Mac Brown used to always say, players play, coaches coach, officials officiate. It's just it's gonna happen all year long. If if that's the reason you lose a game, then you know what? That's on you because you knew that was the case going in. That you were gonna have to win in spite of the officiating.
2: Yep. So. I think that's probably fair in every Big Twelve game, especially yes. on the road. Especially no, no. in road environments. Uh, we shall see. Hey, real quick before we get the timeout, Rod will get a Rod's rant coming up. We'll also get back into this debate. The NFL, uh, who I don't say they glorify this, but I haven't heard them, you know, go after fans because we we talked about this off the top of the show, Rod. Fans are getting brawls at the at the football games. It's
0: become a bit of uh, an unofficial, it's like tradition. a viral thing, right? Yeah, I mean, we, it we does. see
2: it every week now uh, that fans getting fights in the stands, and you know, different uh, stadiums. Well, the NFL has now had a casualty. The NFL has now had a 30 year season ticket holder of the New England Patriots killed in one of these fights. And those, I just, it's, it's one of those things. You know, I'm not blaming the NFL for it, I, but I am saying, as you said earlier, I don't think we've heard the NFL come out and, you know, Roger Goodell or anybody with the league uh, that they've got to be more proactive with this. They've got to shut these things down. So we'll talk about that coming up. Plus, yeah. Rod's behind the burn orange curtain. But I'll ask you this. We talked about it a little bit at the end of the show yesterday. Do we think Mel Tucker has any case against Michigan State? Because basically what he's saying, and I read his whole statement yesterday, he's, he's essentially saying, look, I have admitted to what I did. Yeah, he did. He admitted it happened. Way back. Yes. And, and it's, he said, she said, I believe it was consensual. She says I was harassing her. That's a disagreement we have. Mm-hmm. But you knew about this in November of last year. Why didn't you fire me then if you're firing me for this offense? Why are you, were you waiting to fire me s- since it's been leaked and now the information is out? That's his question. If it's a fireable offense, then it was a fireable offense in November uh, for cause. You didn't think it was, because I admitted to it. We all agreed that it happened, um, th- and now here we are. And that's why he is arguing that there's ulterior motives, which is what they're they're trying to get out from under the eighty million dollars they it, owe him. Is it
0: possible there's any other behavior uncovered in the right. investigation that they deem you know inappropriate? Nothing else or has been brought to the before. Uh, okay. you know?
2: and so that's his. He's saying, look, guys, if this wasn't fireable in November when you knew about it. Then why is it fireable now? That's a
0: fair question. It is a fair question to ask.
2: I agree with that. And it, you, it feels like the only reason you're firing me now for cause is that it got leaked. Is it
0: possible they're just gonna say, "Hey, man, we want to do a thorough investigation before we want to make sure we had we were as thorough as possible in our investigation"? And once we, you know, dotted all, you know, the I's and crossed the t's and we did our due diligence, then we decided. Well, that's all what
2: right. they're gonna say. And, but yeah, at the same yeah. time, his statement is look. There is no new information based on what we knew in November. Uh, the 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 allegation is the allegation. I, I agree. I I said I did it. It happened. Yeah. I believe it was consensual between two adults, talking on the phone. Um, mm-hmm. She disagrees. Okay, that's where we are. But if you're gonna fire me for it, you should have fired me for it last year. And uh, now that. you're now you're only firing me because it got leaked by somebody who leaked it.
0: Who leaked that, it? That's who, the real question. That is. That's how you'll know. What the motive was yeah. of the – if it's somebody within the administration that leaked it, then that, that's definitely there, what that, they were and trying and that to do.
2: Elevate, that speculation has been had in East Lansing that it was a member of the Board of Regents or someone who had access to this report. And what,
0: what media outlet uh, USA broke today. the story? USA Today. Okay. Well,
2: and so, yeah, I mean, look, if you're looking at that and you're like, man, we, we gave this guy a 10-year contract. He's Ooh, not as good as that. And he's as not that. as good as we
0: thought. Yeah, that's and why this he, is our
2: way out. That's
0: probably why you don't sign guys to long-term deals like that. After one season,
2: yeah. Well, because he was getting flirted with by some SEC schools. Apparently, his agent did a good job.
0: I his like agent did a
2: good job. <laughs> That's right. You think the Aggies are looking for some dirt on Jimbo?
0: <laughs> you better hire a PI, man, hire a private investigator. Uh, you could argue you should only you, when you hire the coach, you should find dirt on them first. It no, <laughs> did, so you can always like have Ray, your out. Like Ray Donovan. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, there you go. So you can already have your out. Like, listen, man, I'm hiring this guy, but I already know he's got some shady stuff. That when it's time, I will reveal it, and we can fire him for cause.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah,
0: but I yeah, it's that that's a that's a situation I don't know if we'll ever get to the truth because it is truly it was just those two people that witnessed anything and he yes, is he saying said, said. And, and they're saying, Yep, yeah, it was good. he is saying it was it was consensual, she's saying it wasn't consensual. And he
2: never denied doing what she said he did. Yeah. And the, he just had this different The only know, issue
0: is consent consent. Yeah. Whether she right. gave him the okay to do it.
2: And uh, so anyone with common sense, as you knows Michigan State is trying to get out from the contract they gave Tucker. And that's what he's saying. He probably won't be the coach of Michigan State. He just wants some of that money. He wants the, yeah. the, that, you know, that, that this is for cause, but the cause is, 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 is BS.
0: She, the, the thing is that she is an advocate for oh, uh, yeah. the, the victims of abuse sure. and uh, sexual harassment and sexual misconduct. And th- it started with her complaint. Correct? Correct.
2: That's right. And, and that's what led to the investigation by yeah. the school's title so nine I,
0: office. So it's, you know, it did started, start with her complaint for just saying they, they, now they found a reason to get out of it and they're probably using this to, as a reason to get out of it. But I wonder the, the legitimacy of the complaint still remains. I mean, it's, 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 that's fair. it's, it's legit.
2: All right, we'll come back. When we do, Rod goes behind the burnt orange curtain talking Texas football and uh, the Big 12. Also before the end of the hour, we go off the record. And, yeah, this NFL situation, what can they do about these in-stands brawls? Talked about it in the 6 o'clock hour. and got a ton of response from folks who won't even take their kids to a game, won't go to a game because of the violence going on in the stands and NFL
1: games. D and Rod B, hook them up. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers. Hook 'em up, 1019 AM 1260.
2: The horn. For the top of the hour, we will go off the record on Hook 'em Up, including not only are you not going to believe this, Rod, but another professional athlete has been linked to uh, one, Kim Kardashian. Oh, I can believe it. Another one? <laughs> oh, I can believe it. Yeah, man. She likes the athletes. She
0: it's likes the like an athletes a... and entertainers. It's
2: like an elevator. <laughs> Everybody gets to. Wow apparently. Also, wow. Tom Brady she shoots down uh, shoots down a rumor that he is uh, coming back to the New York football Jets. That'll yeah, we know off that wasn't going to
0: happen, guys. Come
2: on, now. That ain't happening. That's not going to happen. Before we go behind the burn orange curtain, though, Rod, uh, your thoughts on this this NFL problem? It's a, look, it's been a problem, but I think now I would imagine we'll see more conversation about it because I think it is officially a problem. When you have a casualty at a football stadium during a Sunday night football game with two drunk fans, right? I don't know if the, 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 the deceased was drunk, but it, but the visu, visual evidence would tell you that uh, alcohol was involved here. Because, again, it's on camera. It's on film. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I had not heard that story until you brought it up this morning. And I think the... The point that you're trying to make is that the NFL needs to say something about it. Up until this point, we have not heard the NFL even acknowledge these brawls in the stands at all, even though they become more and more commonplace all around uh, you know, the country at NFL games. Well, they just become viral video, right? They become yeah. clicks. And the NFL has not really addressed it at all. I haven't heard one NFL official talk about it or anyone in the higher-ups in the NFL offices talk about it or even address it as if it's a concern or a problem, like you said now, it's that it's been brought to their front door. There's no question it has been. Unfor- yeah. Unfortunately, with. The- A tragedy.
2: Um, so in an interview with so at, at the Dolphins-Patriots Sunday night game, uh, they're, they're investigating an incident uh, between two men. In an interview with several media outlets, uh, uh, Joey Kilmartin said he saw Dale Mooney, a 53-year-old from New Hampshire, mm-hmm. confront a rival Dolphins fan who he'd been arguing with during most of the game. He went over to Section 311, basically engaged in, a mutu- in mutual combat with another fan. A lot of people started trying to pull them apart. It looked like somebody was in the middle of them. And then the man in the Dolphins jersey reached over and connected with two punches to the victim's head. It wasn't something crazy out of the ordinary until 30 seconds later, and the guy didn't get up. Wow. And whether it was the punches or hitting his head on as he fell, either way, the NFL now has, and the Patriots now have, a casualty in their stadium. And I, you know, again. I'm not pointing a finger at the, but at some point you got to step in and, and try to curtail these things.
0: You need to at least make a statement, and you need to. Yeah, I, and hopefully hell. the
2: whoever is involved is going to get 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 punished and be arrested and all of that, right? Well, that's, they definitely will. It's at least manslaughter of some kind. That's you took a man's person's life in a in a fight, um, whether you're in a football stadium on Sixth Street in your backyard, it, that that's a crime. But uh, for the NFL, who protects the shield and all of that, right? In the the PR of its league. Uh, they got to get their hands around that thing a little bit because well, it's, it's it's becoming like you see one a week.
0: Yeah, and it, and basically, and we to uh, texters, thank you guys for all of uh, your thoughts and your sharing your experiences. We know that essentially there are a lot of people that don't believe NFL games are family friendly. Yeah. They're just not a place to take your family, period, whether you be your kids or and want to go somewhere with your entire family, with your wife. That if you go there, you need to be well, on, right. almost on guard.
2: Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> well, where did I, what did I just say? Sixth Street, right? We're someplace most adults don't want to hang out these days. Sixth Street, at night, after, oh, yeah. after dark. Crazy right? things
0: happen. It's dangerous. Because it's dangerous. all you do
2: is just, you know, shootings, yep. fights, hey. you know, this and that. It's like, well, I'm not going there. And, and so th- <laughs> this is not the reputation the NFL wants Totally agree. With you. when you're selling tickets for the prices that they are. Yep. Um and I know they're isolated. I know it doesn't happen in every section. I know it doesn't happen in every game same time I mean you, six streets the same way it doesn't happen every night doesn't happen every every block but this, the city of Austin is trying to do something to clean that up. I think um, the new mayor, but same time the n f l probably needs to to be more firm in the, the owners of these teams they they need to have some type of system in place to because if this if these guys have been arguing the whole night. You know, they, There needs to be some security alerts or something that can say okay. that we need to diffuse these situations. If they're
0: brewing and escalating, I think there is, you know, hopefully, instead of pulling out the phone to video it, you can pull out your phone and text
2: the authorities. And as you said earlier, the NFL can afford extra security. They, they can sh- afford more police presence at these games.
0: Let's just see if the NFL acknowledging it and, and making a statement about— awareness and and really putting together a plan. Like we said, it's going to be difficult. I agree with Ty with and some say t- it's going to be difficult to deter this behavior period because now it seems like it's kind of part of the fabric yeah. <laughs> of the culture well, because of they the fans and the videos yeah. and
2: people laugh and, you know, who, yeah. you know the punches.
0: And it, and, and it happens at other sports, too. It's not just baseball. football. We've seen it at baseball. Yeah, it happens I'm at sure, other sports, too. But that's the whole point, I think, in the NFL. It seems to me it happens with more frequency. And like you said, it now is almost celebrated via social media now. And I think the NFL should make a statement and at least denounce the behavior. Yeah, And that they haven't done that yet.
2: And at least we haven't heard them. And maybe, I haven't maybe heard them say anything like well, that. Well, now you have a casualty. You have a, a deceased person at a football game. All right, let's go behind the burn orange curtain. For Rod Babers.
1: And they were all asking themselves the same question. What is behind that
0: curtain. All right, I've uh, been uh, talking a lot about. We've been talking a lot about the uh, Baylor Bears and Texas game plan uh, going into that matchup with Baylor. Uh, offensively, I think a lot of eyes of uh, Longhorn fans will be on the opening script for Sark, the first twenty plays. Uh, Longhorn fans have be a little frustrated with the uh, the opening script for Sark, which is a, a a. In my opinion, I think it's a welcome change from last couple of seasons where Sark has been brilliant with his first uh, 20 plays in his opening script, but not so brilliant in the fourth quarter at making adjustments uh, and in being able to come up with countermeasures uh, for the adjustments of his opponents. But he's been great this year at doing that. So I'm not as concerned with the first quarter and the opening script. I think that will come, but a lot of Lone Hunt fans are. And I put this stat out there via Twitter yesterday that, Based on my research, if you go look at the first 20 plays in uh, in, in Sark's, like, like basically for Sark in 2022, and every game, the average around 9.5 points scored in those first 20 plays, right? That's his opening script. That was last season. Now it's down to about 4.3. That is a significant drop uh, in production overall in your first 20 plays, but you are outscoring your opponents by nine points per game on average in the fourth quarter. And you were outscored in the fourth quarter last season, uh, on average, but combined by 12 points. So that I think is really, really important to acknowledge. But yes, the first 20 plays are going to be a big topic of discussion among Longhorn fans. So how does Sark make sure that the Longhorn fan, the Longhorns start fast in this matchup versus Baylor, and they don't have a sluggish, lethargic start like they had versus Wyoming or? versus Rice even, all right? It was a slower start versus Rice too. I think one of the things that if I'm sarked that I would start with, and it's it, something that Longhorn fans are probably not going to like because you got to take one of your really talented guys off the field, I would start out in, in heavier sets, all right, which means you're probably going to take one of your receivers off the field. You're not taking X-Men off the field, not A.D. Mitchell, so maybe that means Jay Witt comes off and you rotate, whatever. But I think I would go one back, two tight ends. Early on against Baylor, Baylor, they I think they know that Texas' passing game is their strength, and that's where the most lethal weapons are for Texas on offense. Uh, so they may decide. Listen, we're defending the passing game. All right, We're going to make sure that we match up. We're not going to leave our guys one-on-one uh, and allow Sark to manipulate matchups in the passing game. That's what we're going to guard against. We're going to force Texas to beat us with underneath routes or see if they have the patience to beat us with the running game. And that's what people are testing a lot now is Sark's patience. All right, Can he be patient enough to just take what the defense is giving him, be patient enough to go with the running game? Wyoming tested Sark's patience, and he was really patient. In the running game, especially in the second half, and being able to win ugly or even win in a boring fashion as opposed to winning in a spectacular, um, eye-popping way, which is what Sark usually is all about. Big plays, uh, the vertical, sexy, passing game. It's important for him, his offense to look aesthetically pleasing. And I think this season teams are forcing Texas and Sark to beat them in a less spectacular fashion. All right? You got to go the length of the field. You want to try to take away some of those big shot plays. That's what Wyoming did. And they did a good job of it until X-Man had that big uh, time reception, touchdown reception, 44 yards at the end of the game. Uh, But I think, you know, there was – A lot of lessons learned in that Wyoming game. And one of the lessons I learned was that Sark, he loves 12 personnel, talks about tight end being the most important position in his offense behind the quarterback position. And I think this year that definitely will be tested. Not not just because you got JT Sanders, second most talented tight end arguably in the country, But because more and more I'm seeing Sark rely on 12 personnel not only to bring, you know, more bodies uh, to win the numbers advantage and the mass advantage in the run game, but he's pivoting to pass principles in it because you can force a team to match your personnel, which is what you do when you go heavy. 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends. You go heavy, they try to match a personnel, and then you can go to passing principles. We saw Sark do it versus Alabama. Started out that game in 12 personnel. Started out the game in empty out of 12 personnel. Uh, threw the football close to 50% of the time out of 12 personnel. That's breaking tendency from what he usually does, which is around 30 to 35%. In that game versus Wyoming, he was all about 12 personnel. That was his big adjustment, actually, by the way. Um, I have not seen Sark use as few snaps of 11 personnel. Maybe in that K-State game in 2021 where he didn't have a full complement of running backs and he ran a lot of the Wildcat, remember, with Rojo uh, mm-hmm. and to win that game. was a brilliant game plan by Sark to win that game. But honestly, that's the last time I can remember Texas playing as few snaps of 11 personnel as they did versus Wyoming. Now, they only had 52 plays, so he didn't have a lot of plays, but most of those plays ended up being, a lot of them ended up being 12 uh, personnel, one back, two tight ends. And Texas ran the football a lot out of twelve personnel, but they were really successful when they decided to throw out of twelve personnel. Now I only uh, you talking about eighty three percent completion percentage versus Wyoming out of twelve personnel, pretty damn good. Um, and you got your forty four yard uh, touchdown reception out of uh, twelve personnel. Uh, you got uh, also um, out of twelve personnel. You had another eight. A yard reception to six yard reception but I think you can get chunk yardage plays out of 12 from the run game and from the passing game that's been shown in the last two weeks and in the run game you got your big chunk 62 yard run from Jonathan Brooks uh, running out of 12 personnel and I think Sark has found something that he likes in the run game with the 12 personnel and if I'm him I come out in Baylor and force them to pick their poison if they want to match personnel and, and match heavy personnel against you with their rush defense, that is great. That's going to leave isolated one-on-one matchups to manipulate on the outside with JT Sanders, A.D. Mitchell, X-Man, and or Jay Witt. If they don't, and they decide we're taking away Texas weapons in the passing game because that's where they're most lethal, then great. You'll have the mass, the girth, and the numbers advantage in the box. You can run the football, and if they're not going to match you, you can shove it down their effing throat and then let them choke on it.
2: There you All go. Right. Let All him day. choke on it.
0: That's what you can do. So that's why I would go – I would start out in 12 to really uh, – to juice the script a little bit. I would start out – his best script of the season, opening script, has been Bama. He started out in 12.
2: Agreed. All right. And remember, coming up on Saturday, Rod and I will be out at Doc's Backyard, Sunset Valley, having some Bud Lights with our friends at Bud Light, <laughs> watching the game, getting ready for the game. 4-6, 4-6, our pregame coverage of the 6.30 kick in Waco. Uh, that's a great place to come. That TV's everywhere. Great day of college football. So we'll be taking it in at Doc's Backyard in Sunset Valley with our friends at Bud Light. So come on out join us there. 4-6, Saturday, getting ready for the 6.30 kick in Waco. We'll come back. When we do, we go off the record, including uh, Tom Brady, diffusing some stories that he may be planning a return. Also, Vanna White gets a new contract. It's Ian Rodby. Oh. Hook them up. <laughs>
1: D D Mega doo I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once
2: it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat
1: Essen. Well, I don't get, I get a day of break day and comb. Well, congratulations.
2: Continue. Good sex in the uh, sex in the big east. Thank you, Jimmy.
1: And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can will write it and we'll do it live! And things sucks!
2: And yeah, still amazed from yesterday's number that we found, Rod. that we're, we're informed of that the Deion Sanders phenomenon at 1.30 local time in the morning, more than 8 million people were watching Colorado, Colorado State, staying up it's to see the handshake. Man. So at 1.30 in the morning, the viewership for that game was more than a million greater than any other game on Saturday.
0: The man is a phenomenon.
2: Unlike any we've seen, I think. Yes. Unbelievable. Uh, what do you having off the record, Rod B? Well,
0: speaking of, uh, this is off the record. I was going to – we can still hear from him probably in our uh, – who said that segment. But Colorado will be adding to its coaching staff next season. Hall of Fame defensive lineman Warren Sapp told Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen Show that he was planning right here on, on the horn. joining the team's coaching staff for the 2024 season. Quote, I'm going to get everything, get the paperwork, and go to work – when you have a quarterback like Shadur and my D-line will go hunt the other quarterback, our chances of winning just went through the roof.
2: Man. Yeah. How about that? Uh, Dion just continuing to have impacts and uh, adding to it. Look, they're they're a well-coached team. That's the one thing. I do think they have limitations on their lines of scrimmage. But, you know, I think Dion if he can land more and sap, that'd be huge for recruiting, Rod.
3: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Is it Mike Simmer? Already on
2: the staff? No, Zimmer was there with Jackson State. I was wrong about that at the beginning of the year. He, he's not with their staff. I think he was an advisor through he the offseason.
0: No, he was with them in Jackson State. Yeah, and he was, he was into as like well. an
2: advisor. But right now, the the defensive coordinator they have right now came from Alabama. Um, when when he got to Colorado, Dion. So yeah, I mean, so for, he
3: left Alabama to be a defense coordinator at Colorado. With yes. wow. Yeah,
2: yeah. Wow. He wasn't the DC. He was the D- he, C- D-C- at he was on, he he was defensive was on the staff. defensive staff. He was on the staff. All right. Also, an off the record. Heard this before Kim Kardashian, Kim hmm. Kardashian, Rod linked to another professional athlete. Hey man, she likes some athletes. When well, we got Chris Humphreys, James Harden, just keep going down the well, line. James Harden was Chloe. Oh, really? I right? get him confused. Yeah, She's apparently dating well,
0: they, well, he, She was Chris Humphreys,
2: yeah. Kristen Thompson. Kristen Tom- oh That was Chloe, too. That was Chloe. That's what I'm saying. Oh, are you talking about Kim? Kim. Yeah, Kim. Kim.
0: You get to him from Kardashians mixed up, don't you?
2: Kim is currently, <laughs> apparently... She was Reggie
0: to... Bush, remember? That was Reggie That's Bush, right.
2: too. Reggie Bush and... and then Chris remember Hunters. Reggie Bush started dating the girl who looked, who looked exactly like Kim Kardashian? Looked exactly like... No, <laughs> uh, it's doppelganger. Kim Kardashian is dating or hanging out with Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Of the Baltimore Ravens. Hey, now. She's 42, he's 30, so she's now officially a cougar. And he likes to get <laughs> pooped on <laughs> He likes what? To get pooped on. Oh, Okay. You know Wow. I don't remember that story. I, I, I remember, think I forgotten
0: it. I remember it, this rumor. I remember. I remember the rumor.
2: Poofed on. Yep.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. She's Everyone got has a kids. Thing, I guess. She's got children. She
3: already dated Pete Davidson. I think he's younger than Odell. Yeah, I mean, that's sure. true. She's good a good point. She's
0: a cougar for sure. Hey.
3: Yeah,
2: well, you know, women hit their sexual peak in their 40s.
0: Thank God. <laughs> Thank
2: God. For, yeah. For, good Rod for all of us. <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> all right. What, what, are, what else do you <laughs> have off the record, Rod B? That's
0: great. Um, okay. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm saving that one, actually. I got another off the record, but I'm going to save it because I think it's going to be really good for me. Have you um, guys heard about this um, Lauren uh, Boebert story?
2: Oh, gosh. Yeah. The, the congressperson from uh, Colorado? Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, apparently there's a video that has uh, leaked out of her um, engaging in some very intimate things in she public. She the old theater. popcorn
2: tub yes, trick. Yes,
0: it was like a, <laughs> yes, at a musical performance, apparently. She, she was she, at
2: the, uh, the musical well, of Beetlejuice.
0: Yes, it was a musical performance of Beetlejuice, and in the event, um, apparently, they were caught. I thought she was in a movie. It was like a performance. It was like, yeah. I thought yeah, he was no. just
3: getting some... It was, oh, a little, no, it was a little, musical performance of Beetlejuice. Yeah, it was yeah. getting be- some over the shirt grabs and that's right. That's yeah. what it was doing I thought. Yeah, and right.
2: she was also caught vaping and she was scolding uh, the the security who tried to mm. tell her not to. Yeah? That video's out there. But,
0: but s- I got to tell you, that the I, sorry, I, I obviously in it, we've all been to movie theater I'm sure at one time and maybe, you know, got a little too into things. Uh Dude, this is like a show with like all types of adults around, though. Yeah. The movie did other thing is when you go isolated in a corner somewhere yeah, you and kind of nobody's around spot. you. Yeah. yeah. You're like, all right, I think we can, you know, we can make it out a little bit. It, she's like surrounded by adults, like yeah. <laughs> all around It's up. a packed, it's a pack showing. Of it's Beetle a packed show. <laughs> like somebody's gonna see her. Like it's crazy. Like she just didn't care. Well, well, and did you see her? Out. Did you,
2: you see her statement and what she apologized for? She didn't apologize for groping the dude or vice versa. She
0: didn't
2: didn't apologize for the vaping or the cursing. She apologized because it turned out that her Tinder date was a Democrat. (laughs) She said she would not be going. She would not be going out with him again. (laughs) (laughs) Because they were mad at her. Her constituents were mad that he.
1: That is not true. That's, that's true. not real. That's true.
2: That's not real. Like there was she. She now claims it was like a Tinder date or something, and wow. uh, she didn't realize she that gets out like that with Tinder dates. Man, he was with the wrong. He's with the wrong team. That was so. That was first date stuff. And that's what her constituents were mad at her for. So not that was, the this was behavior. A, this was the first date. Are we, are
3: uh, we, I wouldn't the, be pulling that move on the first date. I wouldn't know personally. what date it was
2: then. She also said she's been recently divorced and she's been stressed, and so she was blowing off some steam. Hey.
0: You know what? I ain't mad at her for that one. I love that she apologized for dating a Democrat. I won't be
3: dating him any longer. Oh, it's not like that. Uh, it's
0: like a Chappelle skit or that something.
3: That candidate in, where was it, Virginia or wherever, where she had wow. the, uh, the cam girl. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. It's, not, not, quite
0: it's not, not quite that bad. It's not quite that bad, but uh, this hey, is...
3: Or even close.
2: You
0: really. can't uh, you can't even make this stuff up. This you is can't.
2: Like, you can't. Like, and that's, what, not, that's what they're mad about. Like, really? I'm not the behavior of your oh. elected official? Social hey, media. Uh, Vanna White, by the way, extended her contract on Wheel of Fortune. Two years. Remember, you thought my, she hold might on, be what? out? She, thought she might be out after Pat Sajak retired? And they hired uh, Ryan Seacrest? Nope, she's staying. Two more years through she's, 2026. How, hold up, How old is Vanna White now? 60-something. It's time. I know. Isn't
0: it time for her to step down and retire? I don't
2: think they could lose Pat and Vanna at the same. They need to keep one of the old folks. So, yeah, Ryan Seacrest will be coming in. It says here late of American Idol. Is he not doing American Idol anymore, Ryan Seacrest? Hey, we'll be back. Ian Rodby rolling on.